I work in a McDonald's drive-thru and often come across crazy customers. I generally work the day shift. So this one Tuesday afternoon, there weren't many customers. The scorching heat made it tough to roam around the streets. I was watching some videos on YouTube when I noticed a car pulling up at the side of the road. At first, I thought someone is going to get out of the car, but no one did. The car just waited. After a few seconds, the car engine again started, and now it drove to the drive through window. Once the car came close to the window, I saw a freaky-looking man sitting in the driver's seat. He had stringy black hair, which was probably a wig, and wore a Michael Jackson costume. His entire face was painted white to resemble MJ's iconic face. He had sunglasses on. Even though he looked the same as MJ, he had a rough spiky beard and very bad hygiene. I could smell his goat-like body odor even from all that distance. He took off his sunglasses and smirked at me creepily, then said, imitating MJ's voice, Hello, are you open? Um, yes, uh, yes, of course. Welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you? I will have a kid's meal. I am sorry? A kid's meal. Do you serve that? Yes, we do, sir, but... <laughs> Call me Michael. I was grossed out by this man, and now that he was asking for a kid's meal, heightened that feeling to another level. But in the end, I am here to deliver whatever the customers order, so... I said in an awkward voice, Okay, Michael, uh, anything else with your kid's meal? That's when he turned to the back seat, and for the first time, I noticed this little girl sitting behind him. She looked terrified and barely moved. The man smiled at her and said, Would you like anything more, honey? The girl shook her head from left to right, gesturing no. And then, the man began screaming at her. How many times do I have to tell you that when I ask you a question, you answer it by speaking? I want my mommy. <laughs> the girl started crying, and I realized something is wrong there. Seeing the girl cry, the man quickly mellowed himself down and started consoling her in a calm but creepy voice. Don't cry. You know how much daddy loves you. Mommy never loved you, honey. Now stop crying. Daddy is going to take you to Disneyland, and we're going to have so much fun together. All right? Okay. He now looked at me and said, We are done with the show, mister. Get us our food. Is everything all right, sir? Is that your daughter? I'm telling you, for the final time, call me Michael. And whether she's my daughter or not, that's none of your business, you stupid McDonald's guy. I understood if I pissed him off or interrogated him about this girl, he would drive away and I would never be able to save that poor child if she required my help. So I began to tread carefully. Yes, you are right, Michael. It's none of my business. I apologize for my unprofessional behavior. Kindly wait. I'll get your food. Good. Thank you. Saying this, he turned to the little girl and said, You see, honey, people listen to daddy when he screams. So it's not daddy's fault. You have to raise your voice to get through this world. There's nothing bad in that. I moved away from the window so that I could call 911. I threw some chicken McNuggets in the deep fryer so that the man would think I was busy cooking. I heard him singing Billy Jane in his obnoxious, creepy voice. <laughs> Billy Jane is not my lover. She's just the girl who claims that I am the one. But the kid is not my son. She says I am the one. But the kid is not my 
It was a perfect opportunity. The man had no idea that I was calling the cops on him. He went on singing, and I explained the situation to the operator. Yes, I think he has kidnapped her. Do you see any weapons on him? No, not yet. Please, send the cops. The little girl is in danger. No! I quickly turned back and saw the crazy Michael had half his body inside the drive through window. He was holding a knife, and the little girl was sobbing uncontrollably. I told you it was none of your business. Why did you call the cops? Can't anyone be trusted these days? Nah, nah, nah. Saying this, he pulled the rest of his body in and lunged at me. My phone fell on the floor, but I was still connected to the 911 call. The man's eyes were bloodshot. He looked like a Michael Jackson from hell. He grabbed my throat with one hand and was all set to cut me open with the sharp, shiny knife. Please, stop. You, you, don't, you don't have to do this. Now you will know what happens when you interfere in people's business. Die, moron! <laughs> he tried to stab me, but I blocked him with my arm and the knife made a deep cut. I screamed in pain and realized he is soon to make a second attempt and I don't have much time. I grabbed his filthy stringy hair and punched him in the nose without giving him a second chance to contemplate this attack. He let go of me holding his bleeding nose and the knife fell from his hand. I quickly grabbed it before him and warned him. If you take one more step, I swear I will chop you like a pig. Fine, fine. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. A few minutes later, the cops came and arrested the creep. The little girl was taken to the police station where her mother picked her up. It was found out that the crazy MJ guy was indeed the girl's father. He was mentally damaged and obsessed with Michael Jackson. His wife divorced him and wanted to cut all ties with him because of his weird behavior. But the man decided to abduct his daughter and run away as far as possible. I am happy that I saved the girl's life. But it also makes me sad that the poor kid will have to live with such horrifying memories of her psycho dad for the rest of her life. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the video. If so, please leave a like. And also, a small percentage of people that watch my videos are actually subscribed. If you want to support this channel and make this channel reach the 1 million mark, please consider subscribing. It's free and you can change your mind later. Enjoy. Being a parent is not easy. You have to constantly keep an eye out for your children's safety. After escaping an abusive marriage, I finally found my soulmate. My husband, Greg, loves me and my daughter, Ella, from the bottom of his heart. Even though he's Ella's stepfather, he cares for her more than her own father ever did. We were a happy family. Every weekend, we would go out to the movies or play games at the mall. On our way back, we would stop for dinner at some fast food chain. My daughter Ella loves fast food, and her favorite is McDonald's. She would always beg for us to go there, not just for the food, but also the Happy Meal toys. I would buy her a Happy Meal just to see the smile on her face. So this one Friday, we were making our usual stroll around the mall when my husband pointed out a swimsuit shop. He was being kinky, and I began blushing. We were laughing and planning to buy a swimsuit when I heard Ella talking to a weird-looking man. He was dressed in a white shirt and had an eerie appearance. They were standing quite close to me. My husband went ahead to buy the swimsuit for me, and I waited outside to keep an eye on this man. 
Now, I never yell at my daughter. I always try to protect her without being intimidating, so I decided to watch the guy without calling Ella back to me. I didn't want to be rude, so I just waited for their conversation to end naturally. In the beginning, the conversation was pretty normal. So how old are you, little angel? I'm six. I have a sister, but she's staying home with my nana. I see. You are a big girl then. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's yours? Mine is red. Do you want to know why? So far, things were going normal and I had nothing to worry about. But suddenly, everything took a dark turn. Being interested in the man's favorite color, Ella asked. What? Tell me. <laughs> because it's the color of blood. Do you know what is blood? Yes, my teacher says it runs in our veins. Right, absolutely right. But we can't see them from outside. We have to cut ourselves if we wish to see blood. I can tell you it's so much fun. <laughs> my face turned pale hearing this, and I quickly walked toward them. I was furious with the man's choice of topic while speaking to a six-year-old and couldn't contain my anger. Such words can have a damaging impact on kids, so I lost it and slapped the weird man right across his cheek. Not expecting the sudden slap, the man yelled. What the? Are you crazy? Do you really think this is what you should be telling a six-year-old? To cut herself so she can see blood? What kind of psycho are you? People stopped to watch the drama. I went on yelling, and my husband came out hearing my loud voice. I insulted the frack out of that man, and surprisingly, he didn't even say a single word to me. Only his filthy eyes kept giving me a death stare. Once he saw people gathering around us, he quickly left the scene. My husband asked if he had done anything inappropriate, but I told him no, he was just being sketchy and saying some crazy things to our daughter. Ella got sad, and I didn't want her to think it was her fault. I hugged her and said it was the man's fault, and he got what he deserved. I soon calmed down, and to cheer everybody up, we decided to go to McDonald's. The restaurant was right around the street, so we parked our car and went in. As we sat down, after ordering Ella's favorite Happy Meal and burgers and fries for us, the man at the mall slowly faded from my mind. We were cheering and laughing like a happy family while eagerly waiting for our food. A few minutes later, our order finally arrived. Look, Mommy, I got minions! Ella showed me the cute little yellow minion toy she got with her Happy Meal. That's great! Now finish your burger! We started eating. Ella, being a kid, likes to play with her food. She would always remove the top bun and eat the meat patty first. This time she did the same, but as she took off the top bun, I heard her cry out in disgust. Ew, Dad! Dad, there's a toenail in my burger! What? My husband and I immediately looked at her patty, and what we saw almost made me throw up. There was indeed a filthy, bloody toenail sitting on top of the patty. We had been coming to McDonald's for ages, and never once had we faced a situation like this. I heard my husband screaming for the manager. Where's the manager? What kind of sick joke is this? Sir, what, what happened? The manager came rushing toward us. How come there's a bloody toenail in my daughter's burger? Are you guys insane? What kind of service is this? Hearing us finding a toenail in our food, all the other customers stopped eating and started to protest for their lack of attention. 
The manager called out to the chef working in the kitchen. Where's, where's the chef? Get him. I want to talk to him now. And that's when I received the shock of my life. The chef was none other than the same psycho man who I had slapped at the mall. He came limping to our table. His sick face had a huge grin, and I understood he saw us walking in here and decided to take revenge for my slap. But whose toenail was that? That's when my eyes noticed his left foot. I discovered why he was limping. He was bleeding from his big toe. There was no nail on it. The red flesh underneath was gushing out like an open wound. The man looked at me and then looked at Ella. Now do you see, little angel? That's blood. It's red in color. And it's my favorite color. <laughs> Ella started crying, and I was too horrified to speak. The manager called the cops, and he was arrested. I still remember when the cops were taking him away. He looked at me and waved. That was the last time I took my family to McDonald's. I don't care what anyone says. I will never be able to eat at McDonald's again. For as long as I can remember, I've always been the kind of person who has something to tell. Some say I have bad luck. Others say it's good luck. But the truth is that I always venture into anything that can be different and interesting, as dangerous as it may be. I'm proud of this, and everyone finds it interesting. But once, in the least expected place and time, that curiosity almost cost me my life. Are you sure you don't want me to go and cook something, Sophie? The streets in the wee hours of the morning are a bit dangerous. It would be dangerous for you too if you came over, macho man. <laughs> don't worry, I'll just go to McDonald's. I've been craving a burger since I woke up. I know you can handle yourself, but you can stop me from worrying. Really, don't worry. I promise to let you know as soon as I get back, okay? Hungry, I headed for the nearest McDonald's to my house, only about 10 blocks away. The place was open all night, and ignoring my boyfriend's warning, I parked the car and went inside. Hey, what are you doing here at this hour, Sophie? Hey, Alan. The usual. I got hungry and didn't want to cook for myself. <laughs> Chris must be terrified. Yeah, but that's how it is. <laughs> After waiting a few minutes, I grabbed my food, said goodbye to my friend, and walked back to my car. As I was getting in, something caught my attention. In front of me, there was another car parked, but the engine was running, and inside, someone was staring. Although there was light in the parking lot of the restaurant, his car was dark. It was as if inside that car, there was an emptiness that devoured all the natural light that could enter. The only thing I could see were those terrifying eyes staring at me, as if inside that car was a wild animal ready to devour me. Nope. Without thinking twice, I got into my car and locked myself in. I was about to start the engine and leave, but a loud noise made me look at the car in front of me again. I opened the window, and with curiosity, I kept looking. The eyes were gone, but the source of the noise was still inside the car, banging it from the inside. What is happening? Is there some kind of animal trapped in the car? As if in answer to my question, the car door opened and silence reigned for a few seconds as its member got out. 
Leaning out of the back of the car, a huge man began to look around, confused and angry. The silence did not last long because without warning, the man shouted with all his strength toward the sky. <coughs> Alan, do you hear that? I think you should call someone from security. A man is screaming like crazy outside. <laughs> Chris is going to freak out when he sees this. <laughs> Before I could react, he jumped on the roof of his car and, still looking at me, screamed violently in my direction. I tried to start the engine, but the car wouldn't start. Meanwhile, the man jumped out of the car and came running in my direction like a rabid animal. Because of the distance, he didn't run for more than two seconds, but it felt like an eternity. I managed to start the car and accelerate it as hard as I could. As I drove off, I heard a bang on my car, but he didn't do more than that. I had escaped. I left him behind. Terrified, I arrived home, and without getting out of the car, I breathed a sigh of relief. I opened the window to get some air while I picked up my cell phone. I felt like my head was going to explode. That was possibly the tensest moment of my life. I went into my chat with Alan and saw that I received a voice message, so I played it. Sophie, where are you going? Don't get out of the car. A guard saw you while you were leaving. The man is not here. He's on top of you. The man who had chased me before, the one I had filmed laughing so much, was walking toward me. I was helpless. I could only crawl backward in fear, staring at him as he prepared to attack me. Suddenly, as if by a miracle, a car parked in front of us. And from it, three young men jumped out at the man who was stalking me. Dude, what is your problem? Leave the girl alone! With brutal and unmeasured force, the man simply threw the young man who came to my aid. The other two stood in front of him and tried to stop him, but neither of them could do anything against him. He just swatted them away like flies. The man was alone again, in front of me, looking at me with his demonic eyes, ready to do who knows what to me. But I wasn't going to let him do anything. Like every time I went out at night, I was prepared, and thanks to the time those guys held him, I was able to come to my senses and pull the gun. I ran to my house and locked myself in. The young men got in their car and drove away. One of them had his cell phone in his hand, probably calling the police. Meanwhile, as if nothing had happened to him, the man got up and came running to my door, kicking and punching it with all the anger he could muster. Just as I felt he was about to knock it down, the police arrived, and between two cops, they were able to stop him in time. But they were never able to find out who the man was or what he was doing. I later found out that he was committed to a psychiatric hospital, and he would probably never get out of there. The car he was in was not his, but neither could they find out who it belonged to. Me? Let's just say I still go out to eat at night, but whenever I see someone behaving strangely, I put my cell phone away and speed up as fast as I can. <laughs>